It's the most wonderful time of the year. Merry Christmas from all of us at News Radio WGNS. Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios, MTE, supplying power to our 328-foot tower in downtown Murfreesboro. It's the largest thing in the skyline, as a matter of fact. MTE, serving to make life better since 1936. State Representative Mike Sparks joins us here this morning. Rob Mitchell, our property assessor, is uh, in studio as well. We're going to talk to these two gentlemen. Mr. Sparks, good morning. Hey, how you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. Um, uh, don't know that a lot of folks know about your mom's passing, but um, we send our condolences to you and the family. And I, yes. I know you. everybody misses their mom, don't they? Man, they sure do. I know... Um, We've been taking care of mom for, I guess, five or six years. And um, mom's a strong Christian believer. She grew up in Scotland at the bottom of the castle in a, a village called the Grass Market. But strong woman of faith, uh, stern, you know. And um, But, you know, I know a lot of folks have dealt with death. In fact, um, my friend uh, Thomas Bowers is on his way to, I think, a live hospice now for his brother, uh, Greg, and uh, Bowers. And uh, condolences to, to the, the Bowers family. Uh, and his sister um, Helen, um, they own Trade and Post Auto Sales. But um, uh, Helen Harris. But um, man, I want to share a dream with you that my mom had, Brian. It's really pretty cool. Uh, my mom, we had her in the assisted living facility at Smyrna for a little short while. Uh, traditions, and Miss Tomlin had died. I think I've shared this with you, Miss Tomlin, uh, Tom Automotive, Tim Tomlin's mom. And um, I told mom, I said, uh, went over to nursing home. Uh, and I shared with her, Miss Tomlin died. And uh, but before that, I always put a scripture on Facebook, and it's it's John one thirty three. In my Father's house there are many mansions. And Jesus said, "Where I go, I go to prepare a place for you." And it's kind of cool where He said, "If it wasn't true, I wouldn't tell you this." I, I, I like that 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 He added that. And so I put that on Facebook to Jennifer Tomlin, Miss Tomlin's granddaughter. And I said, "Mom, just want to let you know, Miss Tomlin passed, and she's known Miss Tomlin since I was about six, five or six. And we were kind of kin to them through my stepsister, Darlene, who had already passed away. So I told Mom, Miss Tomlin passed away. She said, "You know, that's really strange because I had a dream about Miss Tomlin last night, and I seen these big homes under construction. She was standing in front of this home under construction, and she said, I seen Darlene standing with her. Well, Darlene has already passed, my stepsister. So uh, you know, I, we talk about dreams sometimes on." on the air and i know some people may scoff at that but uh, my mom also had a dream uh you know last year i was putting new carpet in her house because i'm buying her house from my family which is next door to me and i didn't want to tell mom any changes i made because my mom you know yeah. older people don't want to change and i'm like throwing the couches away and tearing up the carpet i don't want to tell her what i was doing because i was preparing the house for her to come back home and uh just put new carpet and then that night i go over to see my mom my mom says I had a strange dream. There was this new carpet in the house and these brand new curtains. <laughs> you know, her carpet was 30 years old, new curtains in the house. But anyways, yeah, um, you know, thank God for our moms. You know, I often talk about the fatherless and the loss of fathers, importance of fathers. Many times I don't talk about the importance of moms. But moms are the ones that raise us. Moms are the ones that, for the most part, instill scripture take us to church, get us ready for school, go to the PTO meetings, go to the Cub Scout meetings and all that. So uh, thank God I had a mom for 55 years. And uh, to those like you, Brian, you lost your mom at what, 10? Eight. Eight. Yeah. I mean, man, that's 
devastating. I couldn't imagine, you know. Yeah, so, um, it was pretty hard, but, you know, I have fewer memory, memories. And, of course, in 55 years, you got had a chance to get a lot of memories, and yes. I don't think a lot of times we – uh, appreciate that fact yes sometimes well my mom you know I often talk about the power of prayer and i believe it because i've seen miracles manifest themselves she remember her driving an old pinto and um my mom my stepdad would buy the junkiest cars only an ambassador people remember those cars and uh the windshield wipers would quit and it'd be pouring out around my mom's be pleading the blood of jesus over the windshield wipers and all of a sudden they'd start working <laughs> I've seen so many miracles of her, but she she instilled scripture in me that apply today. Uh, one of them I wanted to share is, um, uh, if the Lord's for you, who's who's against you? She talked about that. Um, you have not because you ask not. And, um, you know, it's kind of given me a little bit more of courage, I guess you could say, going back on your faith. And her passing, I had I really hadn't shed a tear until I got a video this morning that the Memphis State Employees Association, which is State Employees Association, sent me a video, and it was a big crowd of people, and mainly they're African American. Mm-hmm. And when I when I seen that video, like sorry if you lost your mom, and uh, that that kind of touched me when I seen that because just all that porn of folks, whether it's you, Brian, or Bart, or Rob, or. Jeremy Faison. It's funny. Faison said, sorry for the loss of your dad. And it was, I said, man, it's my mom. <laughs> I couldn't help but get tickled. But thank you for letting me share that, Brian. Yeah, most certainly. Uh, well, you brought uh, Rob Mitchell all the way over from just on the other side of the square today. And um, Rob, you're here and you brought your chessboard. What's that I, all about? I brought my chessboard here kind of as a, an inspirational device. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we, we've I'm passionate. I have been passionate about the game of chess since since high school, um, but for about the last 15 years, 20 years, I, I've since my kids were little, I thought it was really important to be able to to instruct children on how to c- control themselves, how to think before they make a move. And, and think your, yourself through a problem rather than just react to a problem. Well, <clears throat> as you know, Rutherford County's had some difficulties with their juvenile justice system uh, that's been played out in the news. And, and national the, news, too. National news. And, and it kind of gave the community a little bit of a black eye that uh, some of it was deserved, some of it may not have been deserved. Uh, but either way, whatever it is, it's not good when you're in the news for that kind of stuff. Well, my wife and I were watching a movie, uh, kind of de-escalating from our days, and we watched the movie The Life of a King, starring Cuba Gooding Jr. And in it, it tells the story of Eugene Brown, who spent 18 years in, in federal prison, for a botched arm robbery and how somebody that was spending life in prison <clears throat> excuse me taught him life skills through playing the game of chess and it was you have three phases in your life and there's three phases in a chess game you have the beginning you have the middle game and you have the end he said you must always protect your king you are the king in the game of life you must always protect your king and you always have to think about the end game as you're starting. And Eugene took that to the inner city schools in Washington, D.C., and actually taught gang members 
these lessons got them out of gangs and changed lives and got some of these kids whose whose uh, families were very very bad got them into college they they learned to play chess they learned to be successful and i know this can work so after the movie my wife goes you know that's that's a powerful movie she says somebody needs to do that here I think, of course, she looked at me. <laughs> so that's kind of like oh, somebody needs. Like, it's kind of like somebody needs to take out the trash. Well, somebody needs to do that here. I got the message. So next day, I picked up the phone and I called Mr. Brown, and I told him what the situation was. And he says, "I'm happy to come to Rutherford County. I'm happy to bring my program to Rutherford County. I'm happy to teach." the skills through the game of chess and teach my program to the students and the at-risk youth in Rutherford County. So I reached out to Mike Sparks. I said, this is a great program. I put him in touch with Mr. Brown, and he was on the, the station about a week ago now, I think it was. Night. Sunday? Yeah, Sunday yeah. And the opportunity is there. What We just have to raise the money to bring him in to cover his expenses. To, I've already bought the chess sets. Because I didn't want the the lack of equipment to be a reason to say no. Right. I was like in the game of chess. I was anticipating the next move. Well, we can't do that. We don't have the chess sets. No. Guess what? You got the chess sets. So the next thing is, well, we don't we don't have the money to invest in the program, which I think is kind of a shallow excuse because. We all know that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And if we can spend a little bit on prevention of these children that might go awry as adults, we can save hundreds of millions of dollars in the criminal justice system over the course of their lifetime. Sure. So I think this is a great program. We've had uh, Representative Faison, Representative Sparks, yeah. reached out to Jeremy Faison from Cock County. He's willing to play chess for charity. We've got Sean Wright murfreesboro councilman who's willing to play chess for charity mayor joe carr is willing to play chess for charity um i'll play i don't play well but i'm willing to play chess for charity so didn't you say mike was going to as well mike he's he's going to play to re, i had to relearn of the dallas i got a chess set in the office and here's what's what's kind of weird i talk about strange synchronicities coincidences and my assistant marvin who's out of memphis uh, that's how I met him. He was playing chess with my intern. And when I met him, that's when the fake news was trying to act, trying to paint me as a racist because I talked about uh, Samson Keeble, you know, being a first black lawmaker, being a Confederate and a Republican, and Nathan Bedford Forrest becoming a Christian. That you can't talk about truth today because the word police and the thought police will try to come at you and criticize you. And I was telling Marvin this, and he says, You know, sometimes I think they don't want us to know these things. Here he is, young man out of Memphis. But he was playing chess with my intern. That's how we got hmm. to know each other. But well, we've got to do something like Rob said. Well, Rob, you mentioned seeing a movie. Have you seen that Netflix series, The Queen's Gambit? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Susan Polgar, who is a chess grandmaster, was uh, involved in a project with me back in 2005. She was actually she's, – she's the first female men's grandmaster chess player. Hmm. She she's held multiple titles. She has a uh, well. She just retired from it. It was she has an institute that is college level because you may not know it, but it is a scholastic sport in many universities. 
and they play competitively against each other. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so she was involved in consulting on that with, well, this game is, this move would go here. She did some consulting with that and also some consulting with the female perspective, being a grandmaster mm-hmm. female player playing against men in competitions and stuff or what that was like. It's it's a great series. There's also a Disney movie called The Queen of Katwe that is a true story about a young girl that grew up in Uganda and she in the in the slum the Katwe slums of Uganda and she learned to play chess, became the Ugandan chess champion and the Pan African chess champion. She not only went to college, but all of her siblings, and mm. she was fatherless, went to college and got out of poverty, and she was able to buy her family a house because they were living on the streets. Wow. You know, so it's, it's it, is it a panacea in the, the thing for everything? No, it's not. If anybody tells you that it is, they're misrepresenting. What it is, is it's an ins- it can be used as an instructional tool and can also slow children's minds down to think. And, and that's so much of the problem that Eugene spoke about. Yeah. They, they react rather than thinking their way through. Sure. So now this idea, you, you've got some celebrities, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, Joe Carr's questionable. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, the, you're trying to do this to raise money in order to bring Mr. Brown here to right. begin the program. Yeah. Right. And okay. possibly, you know, well, what I'm hoping to do is, is, share, is show the movie The Life of a King at the General Assembly in front of both Republicans and Democrats. Uh, and then he would break it up into parts like, hey, here's this this segment um here's this element of the film but he also talks about something i've never heard of called hood disease hood disease yeah hood disease is ptsd for children they grow up in an urban warfare environment and unlike while it's recognized with our veterans where they come home from ptsd from being in a combat zone there's and they receive treatment for it these children can never escape Day in and day out, they're faced with violence, murders, crime, and they have nowhere to go except home to hide. And they have classified it as, they they call it hood disease. Now, the VA calls it post-traumatic stress syndrome. Is it kind of like living in the hood? That's where the hood from hood disease comes from? I I think that's that's where it is. There's, um, uh, There's... I forget what the study was. I've got a link to it uh, on, on my computer back at the house. Where I just, I'm a terrible person for keeping tabs open. So when I need to find hood disease, I just click on my tab. I'm you know, like, it's, well, Microsoft browser, the, and there the it is. Aces, the ACES is real if there's any teachers or folks that work with counseling and mental health. Uh, we all have some kind of childhood trauma. It may be on a limited basis you know my dad was world war ii i was told he was the meanest man in smyrna and and he was pretty pretty hard um i probably have a little trauma but that's probably why i care about fathers being there young men being there for their for their kids um at 1 30 today i'm meeting with i'm going to interview the smyrna west um uh principal judy sykes she's retiring and she gave the greatest speech or one of the best speeches i've heard at our rotary club and our rotary club uh, sponsors them with mm-hmm. a little bit of mentorships and all. I, you know, I'm wanting to kind of do a little bit more and see if he couldn't, because you and I have done radio shows sure. over at Smyrna West, and she just said that was her niche. She found her niche 
working with troubled youth. Lee Ferris, hopefully Lee's, uh, Lee had to retire due to some health ailments uh, last year. And Lee loved working with those kids. Lee, I hope Lee doesn't get mad at me sharing this. Lee, when he was minor, if I'm not mistaken, he was in a gang. You know, Lee's a, a veteran and very passionate about these kids. So you'll, I just. You'll have to ask Judy about, uh, have her sing for you. Oh, does she sing? Well, she used to sing uh, with John Conley. Oh, I didn't know you that. You know the song Rose Colored Glasses? Really? Yeah. Her, wow. her, she's one of the background singers. She's very good vocalist. We need to get her up here sometime. Yeah. But, um, but I, I think it, it, childhood trauma is real. Our prison budget, uh, and if you're a conservative, pay attention to this. Our prison budget was $600 million when I first got elected in 2010. It's $1.2 and growing. And I'm telling you, I've never had a lobbyist come into my office and say, Mike, we've got to lower the prison budget. Mike, we've got to reach a troubled youth. Uh, Early education, folks, the governor's initiative was in yesterday. Uh, Meredith, I think it's Hillary, Van Hillary's wife, and another gentleman. And we were talking about this and some other areas because even that letter that I got from the late Dr. Linda Gilbert that I've shared at the Capitol 10 times, we had that town hall about mental health and drug problems. Mm -hmm. She said, Mike, the behavior problems these kids, six, nine-year-olds, are off the charts, and we've got to do something. So thank you. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, we've got to get out of here. If anybody's interested in helping, they want to participate, they want to help with this, I guess they can give you a call. Yep, they can give me a call. Um, uh, My email address is robmtchl at bellsouth.net. Uh, or they can send a message to Representative Call Mike Sparks. Call me, 525 Okay. Or 615-426-7373. There you go. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, Rob Mitchell and State Representative Mike Sparks joining us here this morning. And uh, if you missed any part of the show, check the podcast at WGNSRadio.com. Just look under Podcast and Rutherford Issues.